0: Scripture reading today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase your faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field? Come here at once and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me? Put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later, you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Increase our faith, the disciples plead. Increase our faith. Well, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want a little more faith from Jesus? A little more faith. A little more, a little more uh, ability to, to believe. A little more belief. A little more to get through. A little more. The, the problem is that faith doesn't really work that way. Of course, Jesus is responding to... The, the, the disciples are kind of pleading with Jesus, increase my our faith uh, in response. I don't know why they didn't put this in the lectionary, but uh, if you go back to uh, verse 1 through 4, right before this, Jesus drops on the disciples. He says, now, before you get too comfortable, things it's going to get rough guys there's going to be some obstacles you're going to have to overcome a lot of things and if someone wrongs you if someone sins against you uh, and you, you know point it out to them and if they repent you got to forgive them and if they repent seven times a day you got to forgive them seven times a day and this prompts them to say Lord increase our faith (laughs) as if to say well how are we going to do that? (laughs) how do you really expect us to forgive each other and everyone around us seven times a day? have you have you met Judas? have you met Andrew? have you met Peter? How are we going to forgive Peter seven times a day? Jesus. Increase our faith if you want to. We don't have the kind of faith it takes to to do that. Help a brother out. Increase my faith. And of course they're met with with a, a quick reprimand. Oh, you know, if you only had the faith of a mustard seed faithful mustard seed you could say to that mulberry bush move from here to over there sounds like jesus had some yard work in mind you know i think my my fiance katie kind of has that in mind as well i think she <laughs> uh, she would agree with jesus on this count <laughs> get out there and do some yard work actually i i kind of wonder about this i wonder if we always hear this as some kind of reprimand. We always feel this guilt like, Oh, I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough... Forgive people seven times a day? I don't have enough faith for that. I need more faith before I can really get in on that kind of thing. I better go back, I better go back home and wait until I get more faith for that. But I think... And we always hear like Jesus is going, Tsk, tisk tisk. You know, if you just had that much faith... You have little faith. You don't have enough faith. That's what we always hear Jesus kind of saying. But I wonder if Jesus is actually kind of saying, well, You've got plenty of faith. You have all the faith you need. All you need is a little bit of faith. You don't need more faith. You don't need me to increase your faith. All you need is the faith of a mustard seed. And you can move the world, buddy. I think what Jesus is saying is you don't need more faith. You've got all the faith you need. Guys, relax, I think Jesus is saying. Relax, you have what you need. You need to use the faith you have. (laughs) This is where I think Jesus is kind of frustrated with the disciples. I don't think he's frustrated because they don't have enough faith. I think he's frustrated because they're not using the faith they have. I think he's frustrated because they think they need to stockpile the faith. Like, like they need some faith reserve somewhere. You know, like, you know, like us with our retirement account. Like they need the faith IRA plan in the back somewhere. Like they need to stockpile and start putting away some faith for that rainy day. So that they have some faith on reserve, so that when they use up some faith, they can go back and you know start drawing out a little faith off of their their faith IRA, you know, and invest that faith in something that's going to make a little faith grow, <laughs> you know, something good, you know, Halliburton or something. How... <laughs> so, and Jesus, I think Jesus is frustrated with that. Going, no, <laughs> you guys are missing out. This isn't what faith is. Faith is not something you just you just keep a stockpile of somewhere you don't need to you don't need more faith you have all the faith you need faith doesn't work that way faith isn't like that faith is something that that really it increases as you use it right faith is like exercise it gets better as you you know it's like your muscle as you exercise it then it increases Right, it's like your muscles. That's how you get more faith. You gotta, you gotta increase it. You get, you 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 have more experiences in it, and that's how you gain more faith. You know, uh, it's almost as if Jesus really ought to say, "Be careful, be careful asking me to increase your faith." Because you know how you increase your faith? You put yourself in a situation where you have to rely on your faith. (laughs) You put yourself in a situation where God has to be faithful. And all you have is faith. If you ask for patience, you know how you get patience? You put yourself in a situation where you have to be patient. It's a very frustrating situation, really. Be careful what you ask God for. I think Jesus is, is trying to say that. I think Jesus is saying, you've got all the faith you need, you just need to start putting it into practice and start exercising that faith. Uh, I think I, I shared with you... The, oh, I put it over here. I, I think I, uh, we've been in Sunday school, we've been reading the good and beautiful God, falling in love with the God Jesus knows. And it just so happens this week, we're kind of talking about the trustworthiness of God and there was this great quote in there this week in chapter 3 that actually the author is quoting someone else (laughs) Uh, the the author is quoting uh, uh, a guy named uh, Jim, uh, not Jim uh, a guy named Thomas Smale and he says this when he's talking about the trustworthiness of God And he's talking about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, like uh, talking about how Jesus can put his trust in God in that moment of handing over Jesus's, you know, Jesus is praying in the garden, Lord, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But not my will, your will. And how can. How can Jesus, you know, get through that? And uh, Smale says this, says the father that Jesus addresses in the garden is the one that he has known all his life and found to be bountiful in his provision, reliable in his promises and utterly faithful in his love. He can obey the will that sends him to the cross with hope and expectation. Because it it is the will of Abba whose love has been so proved that it can now be trusted so fully by being obeyed so completely. This is not legal obedience driven by commandment, but trusting response to known love. Faith is something that is born out of experience. And the more you experience faith, the more trustworthy, the more trusting you become in it. In other words, the more you are able to step out and try it out, the more you start not even questioning it. There's been a, I think I've shared with you a few experiences where I've been you know, where the last thing I do is drop to my knees. There was this one, there was this one time when I was a, uh, a youth pastor in seminary and uh, I just found out that uh, my then wife uh, Robin was pregnant with our first child Jack and I was a waiter at this awful restaurant not making very much money. I was a full-time student Uh, Robin was not working very much and she was going to have to quit because she was having a baby and I was also doing my internship at a church so I didn't have a lot of hours to give and you know months were going by and I was trying to figure out what was I going to do what was I going to do we have a baby coming and finally after months of kind of worrying and trying to figure it out all on my own trying to trying to do math and Come up with a plan and do all these things. Finally, uh, I was early for church one day, and I walked out onto the beach there in Alameda, California. And I walked out, and I was I was standing there. And I was going, "God, I know you tell me I shouldn't be worrying." I was just I was just talking, and I was like, "I know I should be. I'm supposed to just put my faith in you, and I'm not supposed to worry." And I said, "But I'm I'm worried. What you know? I'm starting to fret about this. I, I'm worried. I'm." You know, I got this baby coming. What am I supposed to do? I, I, I don't have enough. This isn't, this isn't going to work. I don't have enough money. I can't keep. I don't know what i what am I supposed to do. Something's got to happen. So, and then I said, well, I, I guess I need to give it over to you. So help me out here. Tell me what to do. And I got off the beach. I walked into the church. And Pierre Vidal, who happened to work for this big corporation downtown San Francisco, he looked at me. He goes, "Hey, you did you did IT in the Air Force, didn't you?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "You want to come work for me for a ridiculous amount of money with completely flexible hours and..." Uh, you know, just kind of whatever you want to do, I'll pay you some ungodly amount of money and <laughs> all this, you know, all this kind of thing. And I, you know, I my jaw just hit the ground, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, yeah, I need help. I need help, you know, fixing up, you know, doing computers, and you can do whatever. Come and go as you need. Work around your schedule. Do all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I just look. I, I seriously did this. I looked up and I go, <laughs> you, you, you. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I did. I worked there for the next three years for a ridiculous amount of money. And <laughs> took care of my family. And, and, it, and I remind myself about those things. You know, those moments when I experienced God's radical trustworthiness that comes on the heels of my faith. My stepping out in faith but if I don't step out in faith I miss I miss out when I try to do it all I get is frustration and worry you know my trustworthiness sucks <laughs> you know, my, my strength is pretty crappy my ability is pretty poor uh, don't if you're putting your faith in me don't <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, you know, move on from there. It fails every time. But when I step out in faith and put my faith in God, God's amazing trustworthiness comes through every time. To the point that now it's almost automatic. I mean, I'd, I don't even really. Have to think about it so much. Sometimes Katie always, you know, she she uh, she kind of, you know, she kind of marvels at my faith sometimes. Is that fair to say? <laughs> it's, she kind of marvels at my faith sometimes, and and I go, well, you know, it's and honest to goodness, what it is is experience. I've experienced God's trustworthiness so much that it doesn't even feel like faith anymore. And to my thing, this is really what this parable is about, this business about the, the servant, uh, you know, and the, and the master, and not getting accolades for doing what you should do, right? I think what Jesus is trying to get at there, and the reason Luke slides that in there, is to say that, you know, this faith business should come so easy, uh, that you shouldn't really, you shouldn't expect some big bang, some big, you know, confetti to to get you to do it. It should be just the most natural thing in the world. Uh, it should be just part and parcel with what it means to be a disciple of Christ. That is what that is. What a disciple does is the disciple has faith in God's trustworthiness, and I think well, that's what that parable is kind of about. And so, I guess I want to encourage us as a congregation that, you know, we don't, we don't, we can move mountains. We can move, in this case, mulberry bushes around this city. We can get through the obstacles in our own lives. We can overcome the incredible grief of our losses. We can come through the other side of the pain and the hurts in our lives. We can throw off the shackles of our woundedness. We can we can gain the strength to say no to our own victimhood. We can grow past those things that hold us back. We can find those things. And it is a matter of saying, not my own faith, not my own strength, but faith, just a little bit, faith in what God can do. Amen? Faith in what God can do. And faith in what God can do here. And it is amazing what we can accomplish. Amen? I encourage us as the body of Christ to exercise that mustard seed size faith. We have everything we need. Every, uh, the amount of faith we need to accomplish everything God has given us to do. I believe that entirely. Everything God has given us to do, we can accomplish together. And it's a matter of stepping out and doing it. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, as we hear this, not admonishment but encouragement that we do have faith and we have enough faith. May we find the strength within ourselves, but more importantly, strength within you to exercise that faith and to live into who you are in our midst. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.